Welcome to Elevated Consciousness. My name is Alessandro. I am the founder of Guided Light Healing. I will be your host for today's episode. Today, we are going to get into a huge topic. This is finally, after the previous episodes that we've been into, we are finally today getting into the spiritual, energetic, scientific laws of this universe. Now, you may have a quick question. Your question might be, do I really need to know this? Kind of like back in school, being in a math class going, am I really going to use this in my life? The answer is yes. So much so that you should have learned this at five years old. Unfortunately, the world is not really on the ups with the spiritual, scientific, energetic laws of the universe. But fortunately, it has been one of the specialties of guided light healing all these years to find, identify, break down in sources words, how these laws work, what they mean, what they do. And then most importantly, teach people how to integrate these into their daily lives. Now, today's law is a really, really special one we're going to get into in a few minutes. It essentially is going to explain all of the obstacles in your life. They are all dictated by this spiritual, energetic, scientific law. Now, you may ask yourself a question, another question. <laughs> well, why have I never heard of this before? I have a great answer to that. And it's probably the answer I've used before. Not everyone has developed their intuition in a way that they have been able to uncover these things. With the addition of that essential block, there is also the problem that people just, they don't, they're not really explorers by nature. And also these laws, they, because they, couldn't be backed up by the young, the very, very young science and where our technology is as of today, then that's why you really haven't heard of this law up until this point. Now, hopefully within the next 50 years, everybody will be teaching these laws to their kids in the childhood years as children are in fact, growing up, they will be taught how to utilize, how to get in control of these laws. Because here's the big benefit today. If you learn how this law works, it will give you the ability to dictate the level of obstacles that you have in your life. Now, is it all going to be that simple? Yes and no. There is a really complex part to this, and that is the complexity of you, of who you are. I will also be explaining that soon, but this is going to be an amazing one, especially because it is going to allow you to get control of the uncontrollable. You are going to have an understanding of when your next obstacles are going to come up and why they're going to come up. So where do we start on this? I guess we can talk about the backstory a tiny bit because 
everyone wants to know where things come from, right? That's why TV shows are constantly, <laughs> they'll do a whole episode on the backstory of something, especially on the, the episode before that massive cliffhanger. And you're, you can't wait for the next episode. The next episode pops up and, and what happens infallibly that's right. They do a backstory. They don't even get to how it resolves or what happened. They go straight to the backstory and it drives you nuts. My hope here, though, is that this backstory helps a lot in filling in some of the missing details. Like I've said before, it's really, really important that we address the ego and getting the brain out of the way. So my intention with filling in these missing back pieces and kind of letting you know how things arrived at where they are. This is going to answer a few questions. It's going to answer probably why we've never known about this before and a few other things. So jumping in, let me give you a little more background on myself. I, I am an interesting character. One of the things that I can tell you about myself is as a person who loves order, okay, my having hangers that are evenly spaced in the closet and walking across the floor barefooted, if I can feel anything on my feet, the floors are an absolute train wreck disaster and it will ruin my day. A little bit of background on myself. Now, with that being said, I, I go... I have a lot of procedures in, in attaining a level of perfection that most people are like, that's just crazy. But to myself, I love the feeling of, of being in a pristine place, in a pristine environment. Now, with all this being said, what I'm trying to explain is my, my level of paying attention to the things that most people don't pay attention to, it's, it's different for sure. And whenever I start something, I, I do deep dives. I, I'll spend hours and hours and hours of research. I've even gotten that way more recently, which is great. In, in the more recent years, not my childhood years, well, maybe a little there. In the more recent years, as I've become more and more sensitive to things, I like to call it in tune, more in tune with things, I like to fully know what I'm getting into before I get into a situation. That comes with emotional mastery and everything else. Walking into a situation that you are not prepared for is something I just do not recommend. We teach emotional mastery at Guided Light Healing. It is one of the most important programs that we offer because the key to our abilities, the key to our success it lies in emotions. And I'm sure we are going to, down the road, do an episode on emotions and talking about how it is one of the keys to the world's most successful. In the meantime, being prepared is something that I have found has just brought down my heightened sense of emotions that came with expanding my gifts. Think about what it's like to hear one or two people talking at the same time. Now, go ahead and open up that into hearing 100 people talking at the same time. And all of those conversations 
pulling you in and that I need to know happening in those, those conversations. It is a lot. It's overwhelming to say the least. Now, taking this concept of what it took to get to a very high level of emotional mastery for myself, in which I was happy with, this idea of being prepared is something I've carried with me for most of my life. And I think in a lot of ways, it has served me well. Well, going back into sports and all of those other things, my brain, a lot like an engineer's brain, was always looking for the hacks, the things that would give me an edge. What things could I perfect or get really, really good at that would give me an edge in things? And if I was going to take up a new activity, like years ago it was snowboarding, I would sit down and I would do research. I would, I would research all of the mistakes that will make you a bad snowboarder. I would research all of the, the good habits and the tricks and what is the difference between a beginner, intermediate, and pro, all of that stuff. I would do all of that before I put my feet in a board. I would get to this place of going, I fully know what I'm getting into. I would also get to this place of knowing that, all right, if I fall, then I know what's causing the fall and I can fix it. I can correct it instead of <laughs> roll into the ball, into a ball in the fetal position on the floor and, and that be my day because that's just a lot of fun, right? Or as it was back then, smacking a body part that I didn't have to smack and being in pain for a week. It just wasn't worth it. My point with all of this stuff is I, between having an engineer thought process brain program going on in the background and always looking for the, the pieces, I, I used to see this a lot with my daughter when she was younger, her being very similar to me in a lot of ways. When we would go to a park and there'd be all these kids running around crazy, unsupervised, because sure enough, all the parents are on the phone or not there, whatever it is, and just leaving their kids for <laughs> survival. And we, we, my daughter and I, we, we would step up to this park. We would take in the totality of the situation. Me having intuitive gifts when I would focus my attention on her, I noticed something really cool, something that I was very similarly this way when I was younger and as an adult. She's looking at the park. Instead of seeing the whole structure, she's looking around at how it's put together, the nuts and bolts and all of that stuff. And that is something that I, I think I, I have a high appreciation for wanting to know how things work, wanting to know how things are built. There is this really interesting phenomenon where most humans don't have that. Let me give you an example of this. And I promise you, I'm getting to this, this spiritual, energetic, scientific law <laughs> that is going to change your life. But this is a really important part of the process. And like I said, backstory, we love backstory, right? <laughs> I keep telling myself that. Think of a toilet. If I were to ask you to describe how it works, you would go, really simple, 
you do your business in that thing, you throw something away in there, you, you throw your floss in there, whatever it is, whatever we're not supposed to do, we're definitely doing. You, you, you do your business with it and then you hit the handle and the handle, maybe you'll get to a place of releases the water and then it flushes and it's down the sewer, that's it. That is a pretty articulate description of what happens. But here's the thing, that is not what is actually happening. That is not what's going on. Let me explain and, and get a little more in detail about this. Now, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to actually draw all of the components that are inside that tank, and I want you to explain that whole process. Most people cannot draw place and explain all of the parts of the toilet. We know enough to make it work, but that's about it. Okay. When it comes down to the mechanics, the under the hood stuff, very, very few people in the world think and care about that. I'll give you another example. You can actually ask a person to draw a bicycle, an adult. Uh, this is probably works for teens too, but you can ask somebody draw a bicycle. Guess what they probably forgot to put on the bike? The brakes. No, because they could be built into the, the pedal system. <laughs> no, actually, almost always they will forget to put on the chain. It's really, really fascinating. So these are kind of indicators of how humans typically behave, and most people don't pay attention to these processes. I study all these processes. I want to know that when you flush a toilet, there is a lever with a chain attached to it and a bobber and, and there is a water level regulator and a pump and all these other things in the toilet, the in the tank, I should say. And that whole process, all of these things fascinate me. And this was one of the things that also I thought, man, this, this, I wondered, this has to be able to be applicable to life. It's got to, because, and, and here's the whole why for this whole thing and what kind of set me on path for the spiritual, scientific, energetic laws of the universe. These are laws like gravity and other things like that, things that Isaac Newton and Albert Einstein, these are similar discoveries, but way ahead of their time right now. In a way, unless you are higher conscious, then you're going, I should have had these like 22 lifetimes ago or 50 lifetimes ago. But here we are today and you're, you're, you're getting, you're having your wake up moment. So I am preparing for sports and things like that, doing everything right, getting into these situations. And then I had these really, really typical, but interesting experiences. Preparing, doing everything perfect, doing everything right, and then what happens? Inevitably, the outcome that I desired, that I prepared for, that I was ready for, was not happening. And from that place, starting to look around and go, what is the difference? How can somebody who is overly capable of doing something, not end up with a result. And then other people 
who are kind of just half going at it, less capable, able to get results in things. So let's transfer this to something like a job interview or an aptitude tester, things like this. How come the people who are most likely to succeed don't and the ones who are least likely to succeed can have these amazing success stories? No, it's not luck. It's not chance. It's infuriating. But that's not the answer right there. <laughs> no, what it is, is it comes down to there are, there are forces that have yet to be talked about and discussed over the mainstream that we are unaware of that get in our way over things. And it was because of the unpredictability of setting up things that should be predictable outcomes that was what pushed me in my earlier years to go. Something is definitely off with this stuff. Something is, is definitely afoot here, right? A little Sherlock Holmes reference. <laughs> Something is afoot here. And it was, okay? The, the idea that I could prepare, that everything could be ready to go perfect. I could get the amounts of sleep. I could do everything perfect and still have the outcomes not go the way I wanted. I wanted more information. I wanted to know more. I wanted just like the toilet tank example and all the other examples out there, I wanted to know how it really works. And I've, I've had this drive my whole life. Sure enough, it started definitely before my daughter's age around this time. I would say I, I exhibited signs of this. I was like two and a half, three years old. Give me a screwdriver. I was taking apart electronics. I was playing with wires. I wanted to know how things work and it's just how I was built. So in later years, I, I think I've told my story a bit here and there, but I started martial arts at such a young age, which means I got to start meditation around maybe five years old. I was learning to meditate. I started learning energy work around 12 years old for brick breaking and healing the, the body, the injuries that we were getting in martial arts. So I've been around this stuff a long time and it was around 17 years old that my gifts were getting really good. I was really starting to see energy and how it works and things like that. Now I had this ability to sort of look behind the scenes, look into what most people couldn't see. I also had all of these years of the buildup of preparing, being as prepared as I could, and then those things not going my way. As with most people, all of my clients, they run into this. All of my students, they run into this over the years. And to be able to explain what's going on, to be able to tell them, listen, it's, it's not a coin flip like it may seem, or even more cruel than that. It's like something that you've got like a... Uh, one fifth fiftieth of a flip chance of winning. It's not that. It all comes down to spiritual, scientific, energetic laws of the universe. And when you learn these, success is something that can happen in every situation. What I also loved about this is that you can actually prepare less and do less and still have successful outcomes in knowing these laws. So today's topic 
what I want to get into, the first, I think, one of the most important, but there's probably over 20 that we're going to cover in these podcasts as, as we go on over time. But all of, of all of these laws, this is the one that I intuited when I sat down and was like, what are we going to talk about in this episode? This is what came up. And, and this is going to be how Source explains it all. Again, my experiences are going to be in this because they will definitely help you guys to learn and understand all of this stuff. But this is all Source information. Now, before we fully get to this law, I, I want to put in perspective why these laws are here and why they have to essentially be here. And it's just with a quick understanding of things. Now, whether or not you believe in, in past lives and future lives and things like that, it doesn't matter if you believe in them. They exist. I can tell you this energetically. I can tell you the second you open up your intuitive gifts, you are going to see this stuff. It is, they are there. And as soon as science and our technology gets to a place, we will, we will be able to demonstrate this in a lot of ways. We can kind of demonstrate this in some ways, but concrete definitively, we will be able to demonstrate this probably not, not soon enough, probably in 150, 200 years. And that's probably an intuitive hit, which makes me very sad right now as the tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> but it will probably take a while. And, and it is because of the limitations of technology. As fast as it's moving, it's not moving fast enough. Well, anyway, with this whole whole idea, there there is this phenomenon that has been around for a very long time. This phenomenon, it's called, I believe, 21 grams. And it's essentially, somebody got this idea, a scientist, doctor, researcher, essentially got this idea that I wonder if the energy, the soul, as a lot of people refer to it as, here we refer to it as the spirit self. I wonder if the spirit self has weight if if there is a notable change in the body. And what they did in this experiment was they essentially put a body on a scale and they took a body that was in the it just about to go into transition from going from the physical body to leaving the physical body. So returning back to its pure energetic form essentially. And what they did was they found that at the time of having a heartbeat to heartbeat releasing to <laughs> releasing heartbeat stopping that the body would lose 21 grams in weight and it's really fascinating you can see a lot of of this happen actually it's really funny have i ever intuited this no is it true eight uh, mostly true. There, there's a couple things because of the people running the experiments, but it's, it's, it's more true than not. So anyway, where I'm going with this the, the, today, it's not about 21 grams. We can do an episode on that later, but that's not what it's about today. What it's about is this idea that there is this energy, this light body that inhibits the physical body. We are energetic beings in physical bodies. Now, there are laws in science, laws that energy is never created or destroyed. It only changes form. We're all familiar with that. We know that. We heard it in school. We may have tried to forget it, but we all know about that. Now, what's why this is significant, it's this idea that 
the spirit self, the light body, cannot cease to exist. It can change form, but it, it, it cannot cease to exist. So this idea that there are no past lives or future lives, fine. You know, we can, we, we can table that for a second, but this idea that we were something before and we will be something after, that holds up in this law and that is 100% accurate. Now, what I can tell you based on all my years in the world and having this scientifically precise intuition, I can tell you that there are many, many experiences that a younger soul, okay, something that you can measure on a frequency scale of one to 1,000 in this realm, that in order to get to the higher frequency age, the higher frequency points, it takes physical lives. And I can tell you a younger soul will live anywhere from 700 to 900 lifetimes before they cross the threshold of being an older soul. Now, with that being said, what I'm trying to hit home with right now is this idea that there is a plan for each physical lifetime. We are not just jumping into these bodies and winging it. I can tell you with absolute certainty that there is a plan that we plan on. There are contracts for us to connect with other beings in this lifetime. Some people refer to that as spirit family or soul family. You may have heard these terms before. These are things that will happen at the age of 12 years old, at the age of 14 years old, at the age of 17 years old. These are planned moments of interactions that are supposed to open up consciousness, to unlock ideas, to essentially gain mastery over ideas so that the soul can grow. My point with this is, is that the soul has this whole designing process that happens with the physical body. It picks every single feature of your physical body, including freckle, that is going to be there. There is a reason for all of it. None of it is, is just, eh, I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care about the eye color. I don't care about that freckle. Every single cell is chosen and has a place. It is that specific of a process. Now the why. Why is it that this happens? That depends on what the soul wants to achieve in a lifetime. I can tell you every single soul has something it wants to do or achieve. An understanding leading to a mastery, or if you're an older soul, somehow change and bring up the frequency of the planet to change lives, things like that. Now, with that being said and done, there's this problem that when this all-knowing soul, which has always existed and always will exist, we can talk about that process some other time, but essentially, when the soul leaves the physical body, it regains the whole memory of the whole thing. It, it knows who it is. It knows what it's learned. And it, it basically sees it all. It has access to where it comes from, all of that knowledge. It may not understand everything. It may be a younger soul, just the same way a three-year-old might not understand calculus, but it does have an understanding of everything it has mastered through human lives, through physical experiences. Now, the soul self, 
the spirit self needs certain assurances. It needs to make sure that every physical lifetime is not going to be a waste, that it doesn't want to learn to master the ability of loving itself and then get sidetracked trying to build a career that's got nothing to do with that in its life. So this idea is the spiritual energetic scientific laws of the universe. They are here to guarantee that sort of like <laughs> I bowled a little bit in my lifetime, my earlier years, like bumpers, the bumpers, they would inflate and put in the gutters at bowling alleys so that you, you know, weren't disappointed with getting one pin the whole time. If you were lucky, those things, the soul kind of puts bumpers up in our lives to make sure that we end up on a path. Now, whether or not you do or not, sometimes it may take four to eight, all the way up to 10 lifetimes to get through a lesson and earn a mastery. And again, we can do an episode on that later on. The idea though is there has to be laws and rules so that the soul can accomplish and end up where it wants to in a lifetime. So that the likelihood of ending up there in a lifetime is, I would say, 68% to 100% that a soul will end up there. This is why when our higher selves took part in designing this, this universe, this realm, this world, that we made sure we had insurances in place. We had these things that would guarantee that we would end up very close to what we came here to do in a lifetime. That's soul contracts, that is laws of growth, and all of these things that the soul needs to guarantee successes. Which, which brings me to the first scientific energetic law of the universe in a moment. So essentially what we've established is that what the human wants in this lifetime, that's kind of irrelevant. Okay, whether you believe in past lives or not, what we can agree on is the soul existed before this physical life, the soul existed after this life. It would stand to reason that it matters more what the spirit self wants to accomplish than what the distracted, unknowing human wants to accomplish in this lifetime. So this whole process, it's so much more perfect than even I understand. It makes me smile how perfect it is though. So with this whole process, there are these laws that us in partnership with source made sure were in place so that the spirit self, the higher self, the consciousness that we are would experience growth in every single lifetime which brings me to the first scientific energetic spiritual law that I want to explain for you guys today. It is the law since it is most important that the spirit self be able to accomplish what it designed your body for and what it wanted to accomplish in this lifetime so it can raise its consciousness, it's, it can raise its frequency. That being most important, brings me to this first law. And, and it's really interesting as you start to discover and embody this over the next few weeks. It is the law of inner balance, of emotional balance, okay? Now, what this means is we are in a place of 
We are emotional beings. That is not debatable. We are completely emotional. The more I know about this stuff, the more I get in touch with my gifts, the more emotional I've become over the years, which also pushes me to go further with getting in control of my emotions. But emotions are very indicative of our center, our core, our, our core emotion, which the most complete total emotion that we have, an emotion that would be center includes all can be expressed as the emotion of love. I'm not talking about like, I love pizza. I, I love nachos. Those things are good. And if you were my daughter, your whole life is about pizza and it is true love for pizza. But <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about love. I'm talking about real love, not the love that happens in the first six months of a relationship, I'm talking about the love that comes after 20 years of knowing somebody. I'm talking about the love that is balanced out by knowing a person's most difficult, most infuriating, the biggest mistakes, all of it, seeing that stuff, being conscious of that stuff and go, that stuff only makes me love you more. It makes me feel better about myself, makes me feel like, I don't have to be perfect. It just makes me feel like we get each other. This is really important. Okay, so this idea of love, we were meant to be in balance, emotional centered, this place of love. Where I'm going with this is the second we fall out of this place of love, it means that it means that we are in a place of lower frequency. So let me give you an example of this. If you could maintain love in every single moment for all of this life, that would be a thousand frequency consciousness. And we talked about this a little bit before, but it, it is essentially being able to see death, uh, crime, famine, stealing, all of these things and seeing all of the good, all of the bad that comes with it, seeing it in balance the balance of that, emo the, the, the equivalent emotion of that is love. So to see everything, to not dread, to not be scared of or any of that stuff, to at all times going, okay, I, I, I see the goods, I see the negative of this, and I wholly embrace this. I love this. And I mean love in the truest of forms, the highest of frequencies, love. I love this. To apply that to every single situation, every single moment of your life and not waver, that is that is thousand frequency consciousness right there. That's things that you've heard Christ talk about, Krishna and Buddha, other amazing thousand frequency beings to walk this planet have spoken about this. Maybe not as articulate, but you can find this in their words if they weren't manipulated and changed by humanity, which I think we've talked about that before. So this idea that there is a, this law of internal emotional balance. If we stay in this place of love, then what happens is we, our emotions, our conscious thoughts, our subconscious thoughts, all of these things in combination with our memories go in, they, they form this, this broadcast sort of this, system-wide broadcast through our energy of everything is perfect. In our creator field, which we are going to go more in depth later on, our creator field 
is going to organize all matter in our life to be perfect. Okay, we've talked about this before. It is just science. It's not a spiritual belief. It is just science. Now, yes, it is source science, but it is still science. The truth is the truth no matter what. You can't change this. And whether humanity is too in in a low conscious, low frequency place to understand this or not, it does not change the fact that this is a fact. It doesn't change the fact that the most important thing of a life is the spirit self and what it wants. What the human self wants is a distraction. And what the human self wants, unfortunately, is not going to matter at the end of the life. When the soul goes back to being the spirit self, that's it. It, it really is not going to be bent out of shape. It's It may wish, not wish, but it may have a plan to increase the level of learning and things like that. But it's other than that, it's, it's not going to be bent out of shape over what happens 50 lifetimes ago or what happens in this lifetime. It's, it's going to shake it off like a cat that missed <laughs> its pounce and it's going to pick again. It's, it, it is kind of a game, but it is all for the higher self. It's all for the spirit self. So with this being said, what happens is our creator fields follow this internal emotional balance because being in this place of emotional balance means this place of high consciousness, which means the spirit self is going to accomplish the most incredible things in this state. Okay. Now, the second we fall out of love, which means that we are one-sided in our perception of something. Okay. Something is bothering us. Something is hurting us. Something is making us cry. <laughs> uh, any of those type of things will come up. The second that that happens and we don't, we're not able to carry this emotion of love into that situation. We are now in a place of negative emotion. We are in a place of being out of balance. And what is starting to happen is memories will connect in the body, subconscious thought programs, conscious thought programs, emotional programs are all going to feedback, create this loop, and they're going to start to radiate throughout our creator field. Our creator field is light, electricity, and other forces that are, if you recall from before, organizing all matter into physical form in your life. And there is no distance on this. It's infinite. There's no time. There's no space. It is infinite. It reaches everywhere with everything that will interact with you. Now, here's what happens. So this law of inner balance, emotional balance. What happens is we get into this space. Our creator field is now creating this. Our creator field is now going to course correct our emotional lack of balance. Okay, and this is on positive. If we are, if we are too happy, we can call that elation. Or if we are too sad, the universe is going to course correct this. Now, I said earlier on, in knowing this, you'll be in control of every obstacle in your life. What was I talking about? Essentially, if you can manage yourself into being this, having this love this love view towards everything, you, you're in balance and now your creator field is only going to show you and shower you with that. It's only going to 
put matter together in your physical world that embodies that. Let's say I fall into a fear-based place. Okay, this is a typical emotion. We are in fear of losing our jobs. We're in fear of getting attacked. There is a lot to be afraid of in this world if your consciousness is the is not at the level of I have nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> very, very difficult to get there. Now, this idea of falling into this fear place. So maybe I'm afraid that I can lose the most valuable things in my life. The things that I care most about, I'm going to lose. Um, connecting memories in the body. My conscious brain thinks about this from time to time. My unconscious brain thinks about this. My emotions fear this. Now, I, if I was in a place of love, applying the, the view, the sight of love towards this, then I'm going, I have nothing to fear because it's just as good as it is bad. And the people I love most in my life, I see equal amounts of good and equal amounts of bad. Those are the people I want to be around. It's essentially applying that to this. Now, what, is, what happens is in this place of loss, what is starting to happen is it is now being programmed into my light body, into the forces, into the electricity to organize all matter to carry out loss. Okay, so this law essentially states if I am in this place of afraid of losing something special to myself, I hold that long enough, it makes its way into my creator field, my, my electric, my light body that controls all matter, then this is going to be created in a situation and in a circumstance. It is an absolute law that our spirit selves in combination with source did to ensure that we are constantly growing the second we fall out of balance. This is why obstacles are so empowering in our life because with every obstacle, we, we have to push through, we have no choice or be in pain. And as that happens, we are, our understanding of those situations grows. We see the benefits and the negatives and we get closer back to this state of love. So here's what I'm getting at. So essentially this idea of emotional inner balance, which is the state of love, which means seeing the whole, all of the good, all the bads in the same time and wanting more of it, okay, that is true love that when we fall out of this space, you can guarantee a number of things at a scientific, precise level. You can guarantee in this state that obstacles are in the works. Now, you can also measure and guarantee what is the strength of the obstacle. And I'll give you a hint right now. The greater the emotion, the bigger the fear, the chances are and sorry, let me correct. It's not even a chance. The guarantee that it's equal proportion is being manifested has taken place in your light body and your light body is projecting those forces. It's pulling in and attracting other things and is making, it is arranging the matter that that happens. So I'll give you an example of this. If this is not a chronic imbalance and it's just a small fear, what will happen is I will be out in public. I'll be in this place of fearing, uh, of fear of losing something special to me. And this wallet I have, 
gotta love your wallets, right? This wallet I have was a very special gift from my loved one. And it's something that means a lot to me. It's something that I carry with me on a daily basis. It's something that will, will cause me to make a life change if it were to walk away. Well, depending on the specificity of what I'm afraid of, okay, in this fear-based place, outside of being in a balanced soul place, I go out and I am at a table with friends. I get up, I leave my jacket there, don't realize my wallet's in there. I come back later. I go to reach into my pocket to maybe pay for the valet because we paid at the table already or something like that, just running with this. And I'm at the valet, I reach in and sure enough, my wallet's not there. It started with being in the fear-based place. It may have been something I saw on TV, something that I, I, this all started with a moment of falling out of the space of loving it all, loving all the negative, all the positive. The second I fell into this place, my creator field started to bring this about. My creator field is bringing this about in order to raise my consciousness. This is the positive of the situation. And let me walk you through this piece. Essentially, what happens when I'm in this obstacle? Say we're not even aware of the spiritual, energetic, scientific law. What happens? Well, anyone who's ever had anything stolen from you, you change your life, right? You start to pay attention more to the things you do value and you start to change your habits so maybe it never happens to you again. You may start to educate yourself on how it happens so that you can change your habits and prevent it that way. You may find ways to, to ensure that the other things in your life don't walk away. You may look into insurance policies to make sure that the things that are important to you can be replaced, even though they're not replaceable. You may start to value the things that you have more now because you start to realize, ooh, everything can can go in a moment's notice. I better, I better take it all in while it's here. Doesn't that ever happen in relationships? <laughs> so what happens is all of those actions came from a negative obstacle and those can all be considered higher frequency choices. They were choices we didn't think about before that situation circumstance. Guess what? All of those things are gonna lead to a higher level of empowerment and with that higher level of empowerment, now we are getting back to that place of love of going, this situation, not desirable, but it to give me all these things that I love about my life and all these insurances that this isn't gonna happen to the other things I have that I value more. And everything in your world is the result of this. This is one of the, the main ways in which I use my intuition to describe to people why every obstacle that is in their life is in their life. This explains sickness and disease, all of it. They're all, all these sub laws of this law, which we will get into later on, but it's this idea that I want you to take with you this week. And I want you to see if you can pay attention to this. See if you can pay attention to when your emotions go heavy, okay? First of all, notice when your emotions go heavy, okay? You show up. And somebody goes, oh, I didn't think you were coming. And you go, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> like you didn't want me to come here, whatever it was. Okay, I want you to pay attention that moment. 
And then I want you to log it. I want you to kind of keep it fresh. And then I want you to look at the obstacles that pop up over the next few days. And I want you to start to link and ask yourself this question. Wow, is this thing right here the result of that emotional imbalance? And this is, this is law. In the words of source, this is something that you cannot, it is, it is a stronger law than gravity. We may not instantaneously see these results, but it doesn't mean they're happening. The second we get in this state, we change everything. Just like we had talked about, I think it was in our first podcast or something, the second we have a thought, we are changing the matter in our brain. We are changing the neural pathways and all of that stuff. We are changing the resources and the scaffolding. The same thing happens here when we go from this emotional place of love, of center, of seeing the full thing to seeing a portion of what is in our lives at the moment. The second you step into this, you can guarantee the universe, your creator field is organizing all the matter into a situation, circumstance, certain people, all of it in order to bring about this increase in consciousness. Now, this is why what I was talking about in the beginning, emotional mastery is so important. Can you see this? If I had the ability to maintain my emotions in this place of love at all times, to cancel out fear, doubt, disbelief, criticism, all these things, I effectively can remove all of the obstacles that would be created by my creator field to push me back into understanding how to get back to a loving place in the world. All right, I hope your guys' minds are being blown right now. And again, this is super, super intro. This is, if you're an expert, say you've been with guided light healing for years and learning about this stuff. The basics are what allow the pros to be the best in the world. They have mastered the basics in a way that most people get them, they forget about them, and they try and do the more fancier moves, but they've never perfect the basics, so they never reach the pro levels. Wherever your consciousness is, wherever your conscious mastery is, which we did talk about before, I value more and say is way more important than conscious ceiling. Wherever this is, I want you to revisit this this week and I want you to go, okay, all right, all right. This law, it's an absolute. As you guys develop your intuition, you guys can talk to source. We can teach you how to do this at Guided Light Healing. You can talk to source and you will find out, yes, it is an absolute. It's non-negotiable. It is a fact. And it is not a fact because humanity's low consciousness doesn't allow them to understand higher conscious understandings, how this universe was built. And our infant technology is keeping us from discovering this stuff. So you can see why that you haven't learned about this maybe till now. If you guys are on the more advanced end of this, revisit the basics. The basics have made me increase my levels of mastery over the years. And this is why I look forward to teaching because every time I can teach something like this, I grow, I become more solid in the basics, in the foundations. And this allows me to reach higher levels of expertise within my life, my understanding, and raise my consciousness. So congratulations. This is your first official scientific, energetic, spiritual law of this universe. It is the law of inner 
emotional balance. The second you step out of this centered place, your creator field and the universe are going to move everything to educate you through obstacles to open up your perception, to open up your understanding, to get back to a place of love. And here's the beautiful part. You don't have to know about this and it is already happening in your life. A person can typically look back at every single obstacle in their life and go, that made me who I am today. And this explains all that. So now what is the empowering part of this? Go about achieving a level of emotional mastery. You can effectively stop every single obstacle in your life from happening. You could. Doesn't mean you will, but you could. And you can at the least drop your level of obstacles by 70%. And this is where life becomes incredible as you start to master stuff like this. Now, your ego self is going to want to jump in, go, this isn't true. This doesn't happen. I can assure you it does. And you've got nothing to lose by accepting this. Think about it. Is this going to prevent you from doing anything in your life? It's not. Is it going to give you more freedom, license, and abilities and empowerment in your your life? It will. So you got nothing to lose. Give this a shot. And if you guys have questions, if you guys want to know more of this, because like I said, this is a very basic understanding that I put in front of you guys so that everybody listening, that if you're pro, you can become more pro by looking at these foundation, foundational understandings. Or if you're new to this, hopefully your brain's not in the way you can accept this and start to integrate this in your life and you have nothing to lose. This doesn't cancel out your beliefs. This doesn't cancel out your religious faith and the modalities that you practice. This is something that will, that can enhance that. All right, I've given you guys enough to think about today. I absolutely probably hated this stuff when I started to intuitively discover it, but then it is it is the thing that has led to every bit of the success I achieve in my life. It has led to me changing the lives of every single client that I have ever worked with and every student I come in contact with. Knowing about these laws, to say it is a game changer is an understatement. To say that it empowers you is an understatement. This is the beginning of gaining full mastery and control of your life. This is a very opening moment for you, not a limiting moment, not a moment where your ego needs to step in and go, this is going to hurt you. Sure, there are negative sides to this. It's more responsibility and all of those things, but don't worry about that right now. All I want you to start doing for this time being is making the connections of going, ooh, I'm emotionally heavy. That means something is going to pop up that, that is going to course correct this. And it will every single time. It is a law. All right, you guys. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Even more, I, I hope you are like kid in a candy store moment. I, I hope you're anticipating and excited by what you can do with this in your life. I promise you that you can do anything with this. This is one of my first favorite laws I wanted to share with you because when you understand that this is how the universe really works, 
sky's the limit on what you guys can attain and achieve. Now, for those of you who want more, we go way deep. We can talk years about this and we have in our programs and our healer trainings and all the other programs we have at Guided Light Healing, which is an advanced college university for this stuff. Email us at info at guidedlighthealing.com and we'll point you in the right direction. We, we can tell you what your soul wants to learn, what lessons you need to understand, what things you need to have a remarkable life. You don't have to do this on your own. I did, and that's why I created Guided Light Healing all these years ago, so that other people didn't have to go through what I had to go through. And it is one of the most rewarding things that I have done in, in addition to helping people to get to these balanced places with their lives and in in their full empowerment. All right, you guys, you guys are amazing as always. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for downloading. It is it is completely appreciated. You guys are the world's future. As you guys increase your consciousness, it is going to shift your friends, your family members, your offspring. It is going to change your neighborhoods. It is going to change everything because just by learning this information, you're increasing your broadcast, your frequency, your power. That is going to uplift other people. And that is something that I can tell you source smiles upon <laughs> for sure. So as always, thank you guys for giving up what you could be doing, taking a nap or working or exercising, or maybe you're doing this while exercising, but either way, it is appreciated. And, and it makes me so happy that you guys are here expanding your consciousness because it is a guarantee that this world is going to be a better place because of all of you. So you guys have a great rest of your day, evening or night, whatever time it is for you. And I'll see you guys back in about a week with another incredible life-changing episode. My name is Alessandro. This is Elevated Consciousness and I will see you all back soon. Take care.